All righty, let's talk a, a little bit about the trees, shall we? Because there must have been some kind of blowback as Metrolinks now reverses course on chopping down five 200-year-old trees that made up a, a good part of the Osgood Hall garden at Queen and University. Little pretty area. And now they say they've got another way to work around that, which tells us, well, they probably had another way the whole time. But the tree stays. And while very, very old and certainly pretty, my next guest kind of explains, well, maybe they're not necessarily the trees we should keep. Eric Davies is an ecologist and PhD candidate with the Faculty of Forestry at the U of T. Good to have you. Good afternoon. Thanks this, for having me. This was one of those things, I, mean, I know this area really well because, of course, I covered courts, and so I was always down there. So when I heard the trees were going, I was like, oh, my God, not the trees. They're so pretty. And there, there was a big emotion with this particular um, issue. Are you glad to see that the trees will stay? Uh, well, I, 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 I'm glad to hear that there's, uh, you know, emotion and interest behind uh, the site because it's so beautiful. When I've looked at the trees, just uh, casually, I, I see Norway maples and uh, I, don't, I don't see old historic trees. So I, 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 I want... Yeah. Well, I just did. I know nothing about trees. I, I, I plead no experience on trees, but I just literally talked about uh, the Norway maple because they become a very big problem in our canopy of trees where they're trying to get rid of them because they're an invasive tree. And so that stuck yeah. out to me. It's like, oh, so you believe because I know a lot of people will say, well, we can't cut them down, just leave them. But what is the problem with this particular tree? Well, I think I think I'd kind of extend it from beyond the tree to the landscape, and, and I think the easiest way to kind of think about this, and it's a topic right now that's coming up, is the uh, next week is the United Nations Conference on Biodiversity in Montreal, and and one of the main things you'll hear there is that this is the United Nations decade of ecosystem restoration, mm. and what everyone's trying to figure out is how can we work together to make the areas we have better, you know, improve their ecological health, and I think. This site is a good example of how um, it wouldn't surprise me if the site could be improved through a, you know, a collaboration of um, of people working together. If the if the objective was ecological health and biodiversity, the problem is though you take down a big old tree like that, people get very very angry, um, and it takes a long time to grow another tree. Yeah, I mean, so there's well, there's a few things. I mean, if you look at Norway maple, I mean, this is a classic tree that uh, <clears throat> it can produce an ecological terms what's called an ecological trap and what that means is is when we're landscaping and we put native non-native plants in landscapes they can actually suck in biodiversity like pollinators insects birds and fool them fool them into thinking it's good habitat when it's not right so what's happening now is this is probably the osgood hall landscape and in, in, in a lot of ways is probably a bit of an ecological trap and actually it, you know it could be reducing the capacity of Toronto to sustain biodiversity. So, look, the trees are going to stay for for now. I mean, clearly Metrolinx did not want the bad headlines, and they're going to go around it. But I do think that a lot of people look at this and say, well, they're 200-year-old trees, so they're worth saving. What do you say to well, that? Uh, well, you know, I haven't evaluated uh, the trees or been a part of this project in, in any regard, so I haven't thoroughly reviewed it. But when you walk by that southeast corner, I see small trees that are Norway maples. I, I, I don't think they'd be none of those trees would be older than a hundred years. And, and really what happens is the older a Noro maple tree gets, the more <clears throat> defects and, and damage it can cause to the environment. So it, it might actually be a tremendous opportunity for everyone to work together and say, 
whether or not you have the subway stop, but I mean, even just the grounds of Osgood Hall, like I, I heard um, that Osgood Hall is often called the greatest room in Canada. And, it, and if you go inside the building, mm. it's just outstandingly oh, it's beautiful, beautiful and very functional. Yep. But outside, you couldn't claim that it's the most beautiful lawn or green space. So but maybe, Eric, it's green. <laughs> it's the only green we've got. I mean, it's, yeah. I think because, look, it's a very old building. It, you know, you've got yeah. the cobblestone all around it. Mm. You've got the beautiful oldness of the wrought iron gates and the trees. And so people look at it and go, wow, just this little tiny jewel in, in you know, what is basically a parking lot. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a really good point. I think, look, look um, for, <clears throat> for me and my colleagues in forestry, forestry is like a long-term field where you're thinking hundreds of years down the road. And you're always approach a site and you go, well, what's the health now? And, you know, how are we going to steer this ecosystem in a direction that will produce increasingly high benefits over time? Mm-hmm. So it, it, it is one of those tricky things, I think, with anything. You, you look at it and if the goal is to improve it over time, you want to have set in motion a plan that, that serves to that. But, you know, it, it, generating conversation on the value of green space is, uh, is, is a great thing. So ho- hopefully by people coming together and chatting, you'll – perhaps there's something that'll make it a better site at the at the end of the day. So when 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 experts like you in your field heard like Metrolinx was going to take these trees down, was it met with a okay, probably a good thing, but but the general public is is completely outraged. Yeah, and I and I think um you know, look back back to the United Nations conference, one of the biggest challenges we have is how can we utilize and capture uh development to make the world a better place, right? And so um you know, I, I, guess, I guess I just believe there's so much potential for people to work together. And if we have our goals set clearly, um, then we, we can reach those goals. But if if we're too focused on uh, contemporary aesthetics and, and what is aesthetically beautiful to us, then it could really hinder progress in, in us identifying and reaching goals we have for the environment for people in the city. I don't need to tell you, Eric, how much people love their trees in this city. It's like they love their trees. And so it's, I think, a hard argument to make. And so I, was, I found it fascinating when I heard, well, we saved the trees, but maybe we shouldn't have had to. I think that's an interesting twist to this. Yeah, it's, it's really exciting. And it's, um, you know, again, it's, it's the greatest room in Canada has been said. It could be the greatest, it could be the greatest front yard, greatest green space. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's an exciting time. And um you know, hopefully, who who knows, right? This this has obviously started a, a great a conversation. conversation around this, and um, there's a lot of capacity with, with the the people involved in this site, and I, I would hope that this would be uh, an example of um, of how the system can be improved, and how by working together and having clear goals, we can say, you know what, we could actually like if you look at the Cultural Landscape Foundation, I noticed they've got this landscape on their. On, on, the, on their registry. And if you, <clears throat> if you look at, I think even right now, especially if you look at how people, uh, people and citizens and governments are valuing land in green space, it's really changing from uh, human aesthetics to something that is more functional, that actually does work for us. You yeah. know, and if you... Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, there's so much research coming out now on the, on the human health benefits of biodiversity. They call it forest bathing or Shinrin mm-hmm. Yoku. And what they find is that if you go sit amongst non-native vegetation that has no biodiversity, the, the, the benefits you get are, are greatly reduced. Whereas if you're sitting next to native nature that has biodiversity in it, the benefits are, are much greater. So even in terms of provisioning social benefits to people of downtown Toronto, 
the greatest benefits would be found in a healthy ecosystem. <clears throat> All right. Well, dear Metrolinx, call that guy. I'll call this guy Eric <laughs> or get the tree experts because they probably could have saved themselves a lot of grief uh, by having someone argue. By the way, this is probably a good thing. But nonetheless, here we are with the latest and we'll see where it goes. Very much appreciate the clarification. Yeah, all the best. Eric Davies is an ecologist and PhD candidate with the Faculty of Forestry at the University of Toronto. So again, a lot of emotion with these trees. The question then becomes, maybe don't be so emotional. Maybe they're not supposed to be there. But again, 